episode number 83 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're looking a bit sharp today. What's the occasion? Sharp? You're sat, looking sat, a bit sharp. <laughs> What's, sat, there's sat, something uh, different about your face, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've been holiding for a few days, so I'm shaving about a week. That's, That's exactly what it is. If you haven't got your, those specs you've got with you, and, and you haven't got, uh, you haven't got a, a razor either to... Yeah. to shave that beard of yours so uh oh that's you're kind of half back to normal um and what what t-shirt are you sporting for us today today's t-shirt is uh it's a dunkin donuts boston marathon isn't it, it? is indeed yeah oh look at that so, yeah. I'm, so i'm sat here in a t-shirt and i must have the heating on because i've been off today kyle's in his jacket his dark jacket <laughs> must be baltic <laughs> shea greg well do you know i just got told off by debbie she was like why have you got your jacket on the heaters on the the fire's on downstairs so i'm not in the i'm not in the sitting room i'm <laughs> in the hallway so the the fire's not going to do any any good to me but i tell you what i have got though tom in the background you might see a nice sparkly little christmas tree there I see that very festive oh well I've, I've done i've tried i've tried my best to to make the house look as festive as i can but uh you know, I can't say I can't say I did all the decorations. You know, I just took the took the decorations down from the loft, and Debbie did uh, her artsy her arty farty. Uh, you know, putting up the decorations, <laughs> and uh, so that's that's my uh, my bit done for the for the Greg family. So you guys all Christmas decorated now on the first of December. Oh, 100 percent. We're we're, wow. we're ready, rocking to go. But one thing we haven't got. We haven't got uh, any advent calendars. They ran right, out. Okay. The only well, one we can find is a, a non-chocolate one. Who wants a non-chocolate advent calendar? So I, I tend to agree with you on that one, but on that on that's a good note. So run physio run, James Cruikshank, has very kindly sent the TRS uh, guys uh, an online calendar, an advent calendar, which we will share on the we'll share on our Facebook and other social media feeds for our listeners, so you can get involved in that. I haven't opened the door yet. But I'm going to open the first one uh, tonight, and I, I believe it's running related. So um, that'll be an interesting one for you to follow through December, listeners. Well, so do we get Christmas. what? So we're the ones who are opening it, or is, can anyone open it? How does it work? Well, I haven't opened it yet, but I think anyone can open it. Ah, okay. So we're not privileged to be the first to open the, the door number one. Anyone can open it. So the this is um this is uh from Fizzy Run. James is uh, obviously a good friend of ours. I want to gift you guys this link to running advent calendar for you and your TRS listeners to count down the days to Christmas. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks for that, James. Well, so, so we have got an advent calendar then, yeah? We do, A yeah. TRS so, one. Fantastic. In fact, I'm, I'm live on TRS. I'm going to open up uh, day, day one and see what it is. <laughs> Here we go. Day one. Day one. Day one. The, day one. The first day. Let's start as we need to go on in 2020 with improved mobility. This popular video shows numerous ways to mobilise the lower body. So there's a cow poly hip flow video. There you go, listeners. Oh, look at that. So Boom. this is excellent. So we will share that and the TRS listeners can follow on with Physio Run's top advice through to Christmas. So some of the some of the influences from uh, the, the running injury prevention uh, course we have, eh? Absolutely, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So we had a so, good we had another good session last week. Yeah, we did. It was quite entertaining. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it you were um you were early this time in fact you're bang on time which is which is a first um and yeah we had a couple of new signups too so we had uh i think the the course is full but there might be a couple of spaces left if you 
if you go and uh, you know contact Aberdeen Sports Village, you might uh, be lucky enough to be able to attend the last three sessions before the the, the festive break. Um, and then I think uh, the popularity of it, I think we're going to continue doing that. I think it's going yeah. to yield good results. Already, I feel I feel stronger. And actually, I guess shortcutting a bit to my training. I saw James last week, physio, and remember I said a few weeks ago that he measured the sort of four, the max force output with my quads, my hamstrings, my hips. So my quad, my left quad, which is the weak one, I've doubled the strength of it in five oh, weeks. Wow! Yeah, wow. Which, so- it was really. I was really chuffed with that. And that's you know these big, these are not big, but these sessions that we're doing. I think that's been key to it, mate. Well, yeah, you are. Well, I mean, you know, the the movements we're doing, you've been practicing, you've been you've been very consistent, which is which is what you need when you're when you're trying to you know come back from injury and um, you know improve mobility and, and strength that you've obviously gained. So uh, long may it continue. So that's um, yeah, so that's cool. But I mean, before, well, we'll jump we'll jump onto our own training shortly. But we've got this week, listeners, we've got what well, got part two of Del Rey's uh, interview, another. A really inspirational one for you to get you get you your mojos going. We've got news of some big performances in Valencia, particularly the Scottish side, and we've got the district cross country champs coming up this weekend. So we can talk a wee bit about that. Well, it's an exciting, exciting uh, forty-five minutes for us chatting away. And yeah, I must say the the interview part one of the interview for Derek Ray was what. So inspiring! Uh, oh. I really, really enjoyed listening to it. Um, it really got me fired up for the, for the season. Well, I say the season ahead, the, the remain, the remaining part of the season for me in the into the next season. Uh, for, but yeah, just a really good mental, positive mental attitude, which is, which I think a, anyone can can certainly yield for for their training and racing too. So, uh, yeah, really good. Um, yeah. So the uh, the other thing in terms of interviews, we've got quite. We're we're actually. As you as you can tell, we're we're getting we're doing quite well with getting interviews and guests on the show. Um, next week we're going to start uh, the our coach uh, the Doc Talks. Lewis Walker is going to be talking um, all things strength, uh, strength endurance, and um, we've got a, a few bite-sized chunks of wisdom for you. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for next week as well, and and then into the later on in the month we're going to have a Christmas special and. I tell you what, we're going to keep continuing to bring you fantastic interview interviews. We've got a few really good uh, interviews lined up for you folks. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Right. So, 1st of December, Kyle, how do you fancy doing the Markathon? The what? The, the, the Markathon? So, we talked about this last year. Markathon is a challenge through December. The rules, ah! are, the rules are simple. For We'll recap for listeners. Run every day in December. Run for a minimum of three miles or 25 minutes. And if you think you're cheating, you probably are. So disqualify yourself. Now, this is... Uh, it's interesting you talk about this because this is um, uh, Marco Consani. He he mm-hmm. came up with this, didn't he? Yes, that's and, right, uh, yeah. And, and, and I, obviously, I know Debbie, Debbie Marco Consani um, very well from, from the ultra scene. So... Um, yeah, I feel I think it's a great a great idea. But uh, so you've got to run every day then. So it's run every day, and the run needs to be three miles or twenty five minutes, whichever is less. Which I think is very achievable. You know, you can do a really. We're not talking. We're not. We're not encouraging people to go out and smash out big tempos every day. But if you need even have a an easy recovery day, and I think at a time of year that we talked about this last year, the difficulty is 
it's a busy time of year, so you might have to get your arse out of bed at six o'clock or five or whatever, and you may have to squeeze in lunch runs around Christmas parties. So, I guess, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna shoot for it this this year. I tell you what, uh, all all the all those physios out there, get yourself get yourself ready for some injured runners who are gonna be taking part in the marketing the next few weeks. Now, I'm joking, all things aside, you know, when you if you decide to do this, you don't have to run hard every day, that's for sure. Yeah, the, you know, I think, you know, the majority of people can run uh, every day, but if you can't run every day, would it count if you walk it, Tom? I guess you know, if you so. A little, a little step, you know, a, a wee hopper, a wee... Are we uh, two feet off the ground once or twice in that in that little five uh, k walk you do? I would say you could do. A, I would say as long as you're making a bit of a jog effort, you're raising your heart rate. That would be the that would be it. I mean, you know, if it's good enough for it's good enough for uh, you know, Ron Hill ran every day for what fifty years. We're not we're not really promoting we're not promoting run streaks as such on here. But again, a bit of fun this time of year help burn off those Christmas pie mince pies. I think well, I'm I'm game, Tom. If you're game, I'm yes, game. Yes, good. Right, listeners. So join in as well. Let's let's see. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the TRS Strava group to see if we can identify who's uh, who's keeping up with the challenge. Oh well, that, that sounds good. So you can, you have to do a minimum of three miles. Correct. Or twenty five yeah. minutes. So if, you know if you're running ten minute miles, then twenty five minutes is what you need to do. Fair it is. Well, I'm in. Let the let the let the running commence. Let the marathon commence. Grand. So, speaking of running, how's your training been? Oh, it's been okay, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I, I've just been I've just been keeping my head down, to be honest, Tom. You know, um, as I mentioned last week, we were in Windermere and uh, I got some training in then, and then since then I've I've just been. I think the last key session I did was on Saturday, and again. Uh, you know, as you guys are all doing cross country, I decided to do another park run, um, <laughs> and uh, it was it was go? just yeah, it was okay. It was it was just sandwiched in between a, a sort of session. So I did the five k, uh, and then hills, and then and then we did uh, I we I did a, a four miler afterwards. So so it was good. I did that at Hazelhead this time, okay, uh, rather than Aberdeen. So that no, it was it was good. It's just. Um, it's just slow, you know. It's just slow progress when it comes to trying to get faster again. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't come as quick as it used to. That's for sure, Tom. Aye, sure. Um, so in terms of mileage, it, it, around about the same as last week, um, the week before, about sixty-ish, I think. Okay. Um, so nothing, nothing crazy at the moment. But uh, yeah, still getting, getting all fired up for the Tilly 10K, of course, um, and uh, and then into the marathon block next year. So this is, uh, you know, we didn't talk about this last week, but the district champs entries are closed, and unfortunately, Mr. Kyle Gregg's not on the start list. He's not. On, he's, After he talking this monster game about cross country, cross this country year. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, my my uh, my priorities are slightly uh, slightly restricted these days, or slightly changed with with the wee man and family time and and work right. and, and getting the sessions in and uh, and also visiting friends. So I'm going down to Edinburgh. I said this a couple of weeks ago. That was my excuse, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to hold myself to that excuse. So right, I am okay. going down to Edinburgh, and I think I might do another park run sandwich in between another session you again. Could, but you could I'm the park run. I'm the, the park I'm run the, king. 
the, the Parkrun King that you know, the, the, not the Parkrun King. What's the word? Uh, I don't know. Oh, something something uh, to to go with P. I don't know what. The, park, the Parkrun Prince. <laughs> that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Parkrun. I want to use the other P. I was going to drop there. <laughs> the Parkrun Perv. <laughs> well, that'll work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what you get up to a park run is your business and your business alone <laughs> yeah that's it it's, uh, so yeah I'm going to do that uh, a wee park race on, on Saturday I think and uh, uh, the one along the Silver Knolls so I might yeah, see if I can try quick. and get a fast time but that's a quick uh, park run mate we'll, we'll see we'll see how the legs are feeling see how uh, see how Thursday's RIP goes uh, and we'll, we'll course, take it yeah. from there Tom um, nice that's so great, that is, it's fairly uneventful in terms of uh, in terms of training and racing for me, but it's it's all about patience and, and planning races accordingly. And uh, yeah, I, I am gutted to miss across country. I say gutted, I'm not terribly gutted, but I do enjoy it. I just um, yeah, I'm just I'm just finding I, I need to yeah get a bit more training and get a bit more speed and strength and, and just knuckle down and focus on what what uh, I've got you know what I can do really and, and mm-hmm. with time restraints I have these days because it is a lot harder to to get the training in and get other things in um, with, with Logan and because uh, obviously Debbie's wanting to train too and, and I've got to and I want her to get faster and, and give her the opportunity to to, to get back to uh, where she was in terms of running and also in terms of uh, triathlon as well mm-hmm. so um, so planning that in between everything else is, is quite a bit of a challenge and um, but hey, you know we uh, others have done it in the past, so we'll we'll see if I can uh, we'll see if we can work together and make a success for the Greg family, Tom. Very good. Yeah, exciting year ahead. So what about you then? Your your knees back in the game. You're, we spoke about that. As uh, so you've managed to get a, a little bit more running in then, are you? Yeah, I am. I mean, I'm still. I've, I think last week I said I was doing a mixture of drills and. And free runs. I've just got my Strava up here. Last week I I did what was that? Six, ten, fifteen, eighteen. Uh, yeah, I did about thirty miles. I think last week. I'm gonna try and bump it again this week. And the highlight, I guess, was doing the ten k on the Monday. I finished with eight miles on the Sunday. So I got uh, yesterday we were away, and I got a bit of a longer run. And I actually cranked it then just to start to see how it felt. So I was a runner. Six minute mile at the finish, just to get a see how how it starts to react to a little bit of speed, and it you know it wasn't too bad. I think form when I keep form, it's not too bad. I mean, I can always feel it, but it's not it's not painful. It's not debilitating. It is painful, but it's not debilitating pain. It's more of an ache. So I'm hoping to manage it in that low zero to four out of ten pain threshold, and hopefully it'll as my you know this strengthening work helps me get stronger. I might be able to control that a bit more than these so yeah i mean I, i'm i'm confident i can run now which is good and i did i only did a short run tonight i just did four and a half miles but i'm going to try and alternate a sort of six to eight on a four mile run and hopefully by the end of i mean well i'll say by the end of next week i wouldn't mind doing a maybe a sort of 10 to 15 mile run just trying to get a bit more miles because i'm very aware with london coming up in april I really want to start January 1st fit and able to train and start a program. So that's the the objective of the next four weeks is to is to get get fit enough to train. Um, so it's good. I mean, I'm I'm delighted to be back out running, which is cool. And you know, we're going to talk about some of the results of the weekend. You're seeing like Valencia and some folks smashing it. I'm just thinking, 
I need to get out there. You really need to get back out there and, and rectify those, slay those demons from Amsterdam. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so in terms of marathons, then, what is your marathon of choice? What's it going to be? London. London. Yeah, London. So All yeah, have, London. Have, have you entered? No, I'm going to do that tonight. You're going to do that tonight. Yeah. Black Friday deal, is it? Or Cyber Monday deal? <laughs> Cyber Monday. Cyber Cha- Monday London Championship. Championship entry. Uh, yeah. Cyber Monday deal. Love it. Absolutely. Have you got yours in? I uh, know yet, but I uh, I'll have to. I have to. Uh, uh, yeah, get that in. I, I mean, I take it. It's no... open. It's open well into January. I don't think but it's not going to sell out. It's not. Yeah, it's not first come first served. No, no, any, no. any of that no. sort of stuff. No, it's not. No. I mean, I just I, I saw a bit of chat on some chat groups this weekend. Thought oh, I need to get it in. So I'm looking forward to it. I need to choose a half. Probably thinking Inverness beforehand. Yeah, um, Vanessa, so you're not gonna, you're not thinking of the big half again, maybe. I was, but two trips to London seems a bit excessive. You yeah, know? that's that's true, especially so close together. Yeah. Too, eh? And there um, are there are other halves. Inverness is a really good one. It's a good local one. Wouldn't mind supporting that. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't. Do you know what Cambridge is supposed to be a good half? The Saucony Cambridge half has kind of dropped my radar. My sister's down that neck of the woods, so I thought that could be a cheeky visit slash race. Ah, okay, okay. Well, talk, talking about uh, marathons and, you know, entries and things. So, um, I, you know, I was saying I, I entered for the lottery of the Western States 100. Yes. So I think that the lottery is on the 6th of December. Ooh, and I got an e- and I got, I got, it's not really. Uh, and the, I'll tell you why. The, re- the, the odds of me getting in, I got an email a couple of days ago. The odds of me getting in are 1 in 27,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. How ridiculous is that? Does it, does it change every, every year you're in? Does it whittle down those odds? Well, yeah. So, so basically, if you keep entering, uh, I think you have to do it like consecutively. You, you get so next year I'll I'll have two chances, and then so I've got two tickets, and then the year after three, and subsequently uh, four, five, six, and so on. Um, so basically, the people who've been in the the lottery for like ten years have got ten tickets. Mm-hmm. So that and there's, I think it's, um, oh, I can't remember the the stat. I think it's like, uh, uh, like two or three thousand people have have entered or applied to get in, um, wow. and that's that's with the so yeah. So I I don't think I'm gonna get in, Tom. Um, which I'm not that bothered about. But Teo, what can you do? It's uh, you continue to apply every year. I, you, I think so. Yeah. That's the intention. Yeah. yeah. I I think so until it comes out of my bank account and realise, uh, you know, flights. I'm gonna have to get flights and and whatnot and plan. But I mean, it's good that you know well in advance in December when the race is in July or June or something. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's that, Tom. That's uh, that's me and the, the. But yeah, I'll I'll certainly enter for that. And and as always, anyone who's got the championship entry, make sure that you get your your name in the ballot. Um, or not in the ballot. Your just make sure that you enter. Um, I, I take it as any. What about Good for Age? Is that that's, that's all? Closed. That's, that's all done and dusted now. So it's so the just only a championship. So there's only the championship entries that. And what are they then? It's uh, two forty-five for the for the guys. And, and three thirty uh, for the women. Some, some, some yeah. That's poor. Yeah. We should really we should really know that. But now, yeah. you know, just on a some similar subject again, it kind of maybe transitioned into news. You're talking about. Um, you're talking about the old the West the Western States Ultra has got me got an ultra hat on and one thing we it came out last week after we we recorded is we couldn't announce it but 
big congratulations to old man Dave, who's been oh, selected I... to run for Northern Ireland at the 2020 Anglo Celtic 100 Andrew Celtic 100K Home Countries International. I mean, an international vest. I know, and, old man Dave. He, he needs to get him in the show. He's uh, a guest in his own right. I mean, unbelievable. Right, I mean, well honest, deserved. Well deserved. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you look at his 24-hour result, like. What a time he did in that. You know, what I say time. What a distance he did. He ran within those 24 hours. Fantastic. So, and he, he, you know, he had his few, a few demons in terms of injuries in the lead up to it, but he, uh, he prevailed and, and he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, this old man is now a young man and, uh, in, in, uh, in, and he's certainly, certainly doing, doing his bit for the, for the, for the ultra running community in, uh, in Metro. So well done, uh, Oh, man, Dave. So when is when is, I've got two questions. When is this race, and what is there a Scotland team? There is. That's the same one I did. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, you yeah fancy it again? Are you going to throw your name in the hat? Well, I, I, potentially, I might have a wedding that day. Uh, in fact, not potentially. I do have a wedding that day, and it's one of my best mates. So, uh, uh, one of my best mates. So, it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult to. To, to commit, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens, really. But because I have to find, uh, I'm not sure what 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 will happen in terms of um, selection for the the World 100K champs next year. Um, of course, the selection yeah. policy, and uh, so I don't know my time. I don't know again. My time from 6:54 is is a I think two years ago was a, a team standard qualification, but. It all okay. depends on who runs next year and who gets uh who gets faster times in the top three of uh, um and yeah and I, I suppose there's other other considerations in terms of getting in the team as well so uh, yeah we'll just have to I, I don't know what I'm going to do next year Tom uh, other than try and run a fast marathon and you know hope to to do well at the longer distance um but yeah it's a bit of a pain in the arse having. A wedding on the same day as that because where that's, is the wedding? I mean, could you in, conceivably it, do both? Ah, uh, the, the uh, Creef is in Creef, and the 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 hundred k is in Gloucester. So it's a yeah, fair trek, like it's a fair trek, yeah. So I don't know. And it's definitely the same day. It's not a Saturday, not a nah, Sunday race. Same day. Same day. Oh mate, that's rough. The only that's... thing I've got, the only thing that I'm that I'm doing next year. It's on the same day, both of them. Because that is rough. Because well, I mean, I'm not making this any. I'm not. I'm almost rubbing salt in the wounds. Because you are, as an ultra runner, you are too good to just and to not be able to get in the mix at these sort of events. You know, that's that's where you need to be. Um, that's where your bread and butter is these days. I know. It's well. Thanks so, for the the kind words once again, Tom. It's twice in a row you've been complimentary. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, you've got to be in it to win it, but you know, really? I, I still got. I laid down a, a, an okayish time last last year or this year, um, and I'm hoping that will stand me in good stead. And with a strong marathon, you never know. The, True. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But if anyone does know any fast hundred k's uh, that won't impede London, uh, so I'm hoping to do a fast hundred k after London. Please let me know, and uh, if if it means travelling out of the UK, then. Do let me know too, because I'll, I'll be more intrigued to find out where where they, they can be some fast road hundred k's to try and uh, put put a put a marker on my name, I suppose. Or if you're a listener that you have a private jet that you're happy to lease 
TRS for the day. <laughs> and you can fly Calgreg from Boddington in Gloucestershire up to Kareef on the on some Saturday in March, and that would be fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And now, and this is another, oh, another this is another cracking segue. Now, I don't know if it's... Uh, so, the support, obviously, if somebody has got a, a jet that they could support, uh, you know, uh, our our racing endeavours, then do, do, do let us have a borrow of it. Uh, or ideally, with a pilot too, mind you. Um, <laughs> but we have been uh, we have been given a a, pair, a trial pair of um, of course yeah of aftershocks head no aftershock the the booze no no aftershocks headphones. Um, so myself and Tom have been sporting the good old uh, uh, aftershocks headphones. So I've been. I've got the Aeropex ones, and uh, Tom has the titanium ones. Indeed. So, so I, I've been out in them. And and what's what's your verdict? I after I got over the the fear of witchcraft that I could hear music and what was happening to me at the same around me at the same time, I I was really impressed. They're they're really. They're exactly what you need for running around town because I I occasionally like to run with headphones and there's a bit where I part of the route I run up here there's no pavement so I'm running on the side of the road and I always feel a bit I wear high vis I feel guilty that I can't hear what's going on around me so I tend to pause my music but I can't be this is again terrible I can't be arsed to take my headphones out so the aftershocks solve that problem in the sense I can they're bone conducting headphones so you can hear they don't sit inside your ear you can hear your music or your podcast and you can hear all the sounds around you so I think from a safety perspective it's fantastic game changer Oh, I'd say exactly the same. Now I'm not just saying this because we we've got we've been given a trial of them, but uh, I mean I've I've been wearing like in in ear headphones with a, a a cable going into my phone, um, and it's just a pain in the ass to be honest. You know, just running about with cables and uh, so now you know wearing them, you can hear things, which is incredible. Really strange to hear things yet listen really clearly to uh, music and to a podcast and listen to Tom's, uh, you know, incredible, <laughs> incredible musky voice he has uh, whilst listening to cars uh, at rush hour. It's, 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 it's amazing. But uh, but one thing, one thing that, that really is a, a game changer for me is, I don't know about you, Tom, but I have a real problem putting headphones in my ear. They always keep falling out, regardless of the in-ear headphones or just ones that just go in in your ear slightly. Um, but these ones don't go any, you know, they don't go in your ear. They just go around your head. So everyone's heads are kind of nine times out of ten are, are very similar, and they just stay put. I put the buff over the the headphones and and off I go and uh, crystal here, crystal clear sound as we speak too. Awesome. So that's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's great. So I think. Um, uh, yeah, definitely gets the thumbs up for me. So if you're a runner and you're looking for, or you're part, you're a runner and you've got a runner as a partner looking for some Christmas gift ideas, that's a great idea. So I know they're doing list. a few. They are doing a few offers at the moment. There's a, a Cyber Monday. However, this podcast's not going to be out by then. But uh, they, I'm sure there might be other deals uh, to check out. So yeah, have a look at their website and, and see what you think. The ones I've got are the yeah the Airpex ones. Uh, and yeah, as as we said, the bone conducting, they're they're waterproof, uh, Bluetooth. They've they've got a battery life up to eight hours. Um, they've also got like a yeah, 
dual noise cancelling microphones uh, for a call as well, so which is pretty cool. We, they're really light as well, and uh, yeah, includes your your magnetic charge uh, cable, Kaya case and foam earplugs as well. If you want to cancel out the sound completely, so so there you go, Tom. That's my uh, that's my review, and I'm I'm glad you enjoy them. And you know we're we're a very uh, safety conscious podcast, so if you are listening to us, make sure that you do it safely, and potentially get some some of these fantastic uh, headphones too. Indeed. So that's our news. Moving on to more general running news, I think we should open with the Valencia Marathon, and I think we should open with Steph Davis, which oh. is absolutely sensational. Two twenty-seven forty. I, now, I mean, her PB before that was at London, wasn't it? And it was a, it was a, a two thirty-two. Two thirty-two. That's right. Yep. Now we um, talked before about rate times. You re- you read a result and you just think, holy shit. You know that is un that is incredible, and when we had really spotty uh, data connection when we were we were away over the weekend, and Fiona was she was desperate trying to track Valencia, and I was saying to her, forget about it, you're not getting it. You can you know there's no internet here, there's no 4G, the Wi-Fi is terrible, and anyway afterwards she managed to get hold of like a tweet or something that yeah had a, the result was Steph, and we you know we've talked but we did something we didn't mention. Was Jess Piasecki last week running 2:25 in Florence? We've seen Steph 12, uh, obviously running 2:26. Charlotte Perdue ran 2:25 early in, in London. I mean, I think it was right, 2:25. Yeah. So the state of women's marathoning in in Britain is amazing. I mean, and Steph Davis, who is on the Scottish Athletics Marathon Project, has, to be honest, I've been aware of her because she was a Harry and because of Edinburgh uh, University, I should say, and because of the. Um, marathon project we've seen on there, but I suspect she was not widely known on a lot of the, you know, by a lot of listeners. But she is a Clapham chaser, Glasgow born, and she's run a time that is inside the Olympic qualifying. Let's not forget, you know, three minutes, two minutes inside that. Sorry, and she will go to London with a shot of going to the Olympics. It's a freaking Olympics. Yeah, I, I hate it going to the Olympics. Hey, who would have thunk it? Unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, what's what, what's gonna what's gonna be interesting is London is gonna be a abs is oh. gonna be it's juicing up pretty well, isn't it? It's gonna be an absolute. Uh, it, it's it's gonna, it's gonna be amazing. A proper smackdown for the for the ladies certainly. Um, yeah, because they've all got the time, so it is a yeah. true a pure race. It'll be so cagey yeah. early on. It, and what what's also interesting is the the improvements that all those girls have made are significant improvements. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, do, are, are they going to have to run even faster for London to secure this spot? It's going to be, in, in, you know, intriguing. Yeah. And, um, in, in, and there's a lot of, there's a big time gap just now between now and, and London. I mean, okay, yeah. it doesn't sound that long, but... Uh, to keep yourself uh, in, in in good shape and and injury free uh, is going to be quite quite of a, a bit of a challenge. Because um, I mean, how many spaces is there for the Olympics? Is it three? Oh, I think it's three. I think the top two. Do you know, I'm going to see if I can find it while we're chatting. But I believe it's the top two go for sure if they have the qualifier, and a third is maybe discretional. I think that's guess right. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to I'm well, going confirm you, that. While you do that, um, so in in terms of the males, do we? Do we have any certainly the top males initially? Um, any? Do you know any of the Scots who were competing? And was, was well, Sean Fontana running? I, I've, that, I haven't been able yeah. to find his result. So that we, we were chatting about that beforehand. That we were that 
Sean, we were excited about that, but he seems to... Sean was a very proper interview when he came on. Top lad, great banter. And he's a huge, huge, uh, hugely active on social media. And he's not had anything on social media since the 22nd of November. So I'm not quite sure. Maybe something else. Maybe he's, I hope he's not injured. I hope there's nothing else. You never know what happens in life. There, um, but he looks like he wasn't on the start line. So yeah. we hope everything's okay with Sean. Well, in terms of the, the mail results, the, we, yeah, we had for the, the top, the top, top, the, the winner was Ethiopia's uh, Atano. Uh, clock, he clocked 2.03.51. Uh, I think that's, yeah, the, the course record and the European record for um, Turkey's Ozbilen, a 2.04, um, which, yeah, I think he's from Kenya, but uh, I don't know if that is a year. It can't be a European record. It's Turkey in Europe. It's a really daft question. Yeah, uh, Turkey's in Europe as a continent. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you get all these Kenyan Turks who go to the Euro Champs and clean that's up. That's right. Yeah, well, that's the guy, then. Uh, so, yeah, he broke Mo Farah's uh, European record from Chicago in 2018. Also, I think the, the there was a Norwegian guy. What was his name again? Uh, but he ran a cracking time. I can't mind his name, mind you, but 206. So, fantastic result for, for the Norwegian guy. Um, but, yeah, uh, in terms of other runners we we had paul pollock from northern ireland had a great run now he's been on the scene for a while 210 25 and that's moved him to second on the all-time irish list uh, and that's also qualified him for tokyo olympics too uh we had uh charlie halson um clocking 214 23 in his marathon debut cracking cracking uh debut is charlie not also a, a middle distance 1500 runner is that my thinking to someone else. Charlie Grice, sorry. Charlie that's, uh, Grice, think uh, Cross country, he is the former English national cross country champion. Man. And uh, Welshman Andy Davies as well. Now, he's a 40-year-old, so he's just broken uh, Steve Way's GB British M40 record too. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other than that, we... Uh, yeah, the female top wins the, for the... was Ethiopians... Asmira Abreha, uh, 218.33, and Bahani Dababa, 218.43. And, uh, yeah, really close for, from that um, for them as well. And uh, I think they were being paced by British Olympian Scott Overall, with, um, 218. That was Kenyon's Vivian Cherry, I think, Scott was pacing. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that, that's it for the, um, yeah, other GB runners, um, Haley Carruthers was running uh, mm-hmm. 233.59 a PB for her uh, no sorry that was her old PB her current PB now is uh, 232.45 Eleanor Davies, Davis uh, clock 233 Eleanor Kirk 234 uh, that's, she goes fifth in the Welsh all time rankings uh, Lily Parches dropped out um, that's, yeah that's, Lily Parches dropping out was an interesting one because that's She's again. I hope she's not injured, but she will go into London now, and she's the only one in that bunch who needs the time still. Because I don't, she, I don't think she's run the time in the in the window. So if you're Steph Twell, Steph Davis, um, Jessica Piasecki, you you don't need to run two twenty nine thirty. I mean, you, they will, I'm sure, but they, I'm you don't need to run it because you've already got your OTQ. But if you're Lily Partridge, she needs to run that. So she's, you know, she's gonna have to. She may be the one who's more aggressive than the rest. Yeah, I, I would agree with, with that as well, Tom. 
Um, so yeah, other other runners who were running well locally anyway. Um, I uh, I've been helping out Fraser Gormley, who's uh, who also was running Valencia. So he's smashed his personal best. He was looking to get the championship time, um, but he you know a year ago he was he was he was running three or fours for a marathon, I think it was, and, and now he's 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 running two forty six. So a great a massive personal best for Fraser. Uh, Martin Dickey as well had a big PB. He went out a little bit hard initially, but um, nonetheless, he's still got a personal best, and uh, yeah, a lot more to come for those two guys as well. So uh, that's my personal shout out as well, Tom. Very good. Right, so the I've got the the, the selection policy up here. So I, re- I remember this now. We talked about it before. There is a pre-selection on Monday, the sixteenth of December, because there was a, we talked before about how we think Calum Hawkins has got to be in there. You know he that he you would think Cam Hawkins should be pre-selected for London uh, for Tokyo. You've then got the marathon final selection on Tuesday the 28th of April 2020, which will take into account the result of the trial race, which is the London Marathon. Now, in terms of athletes going, selections will be subject to the max quotas per the IWF for the games. A max of three athletes can compete per event. Marathon pre-selection, so in December, the marathon pre-selection round will take place on Monday the 16th December only. A max of two athletes per event will be pre-selected for the marathon provided they, one, have achieved at least one qualification standard between the 1st of January 19 and the 15th of December 19, or finishing the top 10 at the 2019 World Champs Doha, and two, having the panel's opinion demonstrated realistic medal potential for the Games via a marathon performance between the 1st of September and the 15th of September 2019, so an autumn one, and thirdly, have confirmed to the British Athletics Head of Endurance that they're wishing to focus on the Olympic marathon to the exclusion of a marathon between December 19 and April 2020. So there, from a pre-selection, I think you, you would say Calm Hawkins is in there, he's got the time, he's got the medal potential, and he clearly wants it. You would pre-select him, and I don't see any better alternatives, because Mo, in other news, is now going back to the track. On the on the women's side, I don't think you can pre-select any of them. Nah, I don't think you can either. It's too too close to, to call, really. Um, but Calm's in another, you know, he's in another level. Compared to Absolutely. everyone else, um, and I, I suppose that leads us quite nicely to to chat about um, you know the, the 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 next sort of news we have. Uh, so there's the world class programs been uh, announced, and there's 13 Scots selected, and uh, and one of them is uh, Callum Hawkins, who is there's three tiers: there's the Olympic podium, there's the Olympic podium potential, and there's the Olympic relays. So. Callum's one of the, the four Scots who are in the Olympic podium potential now. If you're in that and you're selected, surely you're going to be pre-selected for the for the Olympics, are you not? You, you would think so. You but would I think mean, so. Y- y- yeah, I, I suppose stranger things have happened in the, the world of UK athletics. So. Well, just uh, to finish on the sorry, one thing I didn't want to just finish on the selection. The trial race is then London Marathon, and it will be one the first one or two athletes depending on how many places are left after pre-selection, will go. So let's say, for, as an example, Hawkins is pre-selected, then at London, the first two Brits who also have the qualifying time, either at London or a different race before now, will be selected. So in the women's race, if, if they don't pre-select anyone, it will be the first two. 
Yeah, who, who have the times. Yeah, I have the times, and we know that three of them do. Okay. Oh, I, I almost wish I wasn't running London so I could watch it. <laughs> if you run fast enough, Tom, you might be able to watch the. I could watch the elite women. I could watch the. I could just if, yeah. I, if I can get my ass into two twenty seven shape, I can just uh, I can yeah. go around with that fast group. Exactly. Oh, hold, hold on though. Do they not have to run? Do they not run in the elite field? So I've heard it's separate, this, isn't it? I've heard this year the elite women will start with the elite men. I think that's fair enough. I, but I can't why? Why? Sure that, that I don't think it's on, fair that. It's not fair for them that they have to run. Maybe, maybe it's nice that it's separate from the the mass, but. Uh, why? Why not? Why not everyone run together? It is yeah, a bit fair. more. Um, it's a bit more fair, is it not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off when you were mid. You uh, did. You mid- really cut me off, Tom. Yeah. yeah I was, I was well on the floor there. Um, so I was just chatting about the the announcement on the British Athletics website that uh, we have in the world class program. British Athletics World Class Programme. We have the Olympic Podium, so that's made up of Callum Hawkins, Lauren Muir, Lindsay Sharp, and Jake Whiteman. And in the Olympic Podium potential, we have Andy Butcher, Neil Gurley, Josh, Josh Kerr, Ailish McCoggan, Gemma Riki, and Steph Twell. And in your Olympic relays, you have uh, Zoe Clark, Beth Dobbin, and Ailey Doyle. So there you go. That's your... Uh, that is your world-class program there. Now, don't ask me what what you get in terms of, but you also get funding and support, I'd imagine. Um, you know, obviously, I suppose the higher up you are in that tier, the the more likely you are to get more funding. I believe. Do you know anything more than that, Tom? Or do you know? Anything? I know not. I know nothing about the 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 sort of selection of that. I mean, there's it looks. I've had a look at it very quickly early on. There's a few I would. I thought that's an interesting to put them at podium and not potential and, and vice versa. But it's good to see a great number of Scots on there. I think, I think in total, I think that's brilliant. Uh, and I think in total there's what 60, 16. So yeah, there's sixteen in the Olympic podium, and we've got five from Scotland who are who are in that mix, uh, which is great. So I, tell, I know it's Jess Piasek. He's not on that list because I was thinking so, someone like Steph uh, Davis. You know, got a, you've now got a seriously. You know, look at her there. You know, just run the third fastest Scottish marathon of all time, nine fastest in Britain. Um, but I'm just wondering, is um, uh, Charlotte Perjury must be on? Where's she on? She's yeah, she's on podium potential. Yeah, fair enough. As is Steph Twell, yeah. It's good to tell. It's great to see Gemma Riki on there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, yeah, some interesting names. Uh, Kyle Langford's in there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no comment on no him. Uh, apparently, uh, you know that I don't know how true this is, but I was reading some. You know that I was or I am a runner, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, someone was saying he didn't have to pay the fine, that thousand pounds fine, and he didn't have to serve any community sentence. Uh, you know, like he was meant to do a couple of days of help volunteering. Apparently, he hasn't. He hasn't had to do that either. I bet don't that that's, don't quote that from from me because I don't know how true it is. I might just be stirring up shit here, but uh, that's that's why I, I read that the the good old uh, reliable source that is uh, I am or was a runner, whatever it's called. So uh, interesting one. Uh, oh no, a, a, a Dewey Griffiths is on there, as in podium potential. Yeah, 
That's that's a for I'll that, be honest. A Olympics, that's a stretch. That's a bold one, isn't it? But I mean, a, what did he run? A two or nine? Was that? Uh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, fair enough. When you put it like that, I suppose. But I mean, you know, you've got to run a, a hell of a lot faster to get in the point. Yeah, like, I, I would tend you, to agree. Two or four, two or five shape to to get a medal, really. Absolutely. And, that, and that's you know, and we said this when Callum broke his. Uh, he did well. He didn't break, get his PB, but um, when he came forth for the world champs, he was in two. I would say two or five, two or six shape. Uh, in terms of effort on that on that course and in the heat, um, so who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah. you can't. Just... So what are you gonna say? I was gonna say there's some names on here I don't recognise. To be fair, they're probably throwers or jumpers, which I'm not so hot on. I like to actually. I need to get better. Our, our race walkers is uh, uh, what's his name? Bosworth. Bosworth, he's, yeah. He's on there. I see. Uh, but he, has he not got like Tom Bosworth? That's the guy. Does he not have like the world record for for walking between there, uh, yeah. or maybe maybe the, yeah, maybe he doesn't have the the world record, but he's certainly fast. He's a fast walker anyway. Yeah, tell you that's yeah, that's uh we need to get a, a race walker on the show. I'll let you do that one. It'll be quite, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think it'll be quite interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Know how they train and any any take homes we can get from uh, from the training, eh? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, they might be able to, you know. I mean, to be honest, it's probably you should maybe take a a wee leaf out their their uh, page or leaf out their book, is it? To be less bouncy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're bouncing up and down. If maybe if you see what the race walkers are doing, it might make you more more uh, close to the ground. You know. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I'll keep. I'll. I'll, I'll keep. Maybe one. We'll get, we can get them on together, and we can maybe do a walk. We can walk and record at the same time. Ah, oh, what a walking podcast sesh. That sounds exactly what we need for the show. Imagine us walking about with a laptop and a uh, snowball mic. You know, <laughs> yeah, what a disaster that would be. Anyway, we're proper rambling now. Eh? We are. I've... Sorry about this, folks. Um, we're, we're we're good at rambling. I suppose that's why we do a, a um a, a podcast there. Uh, is it? Is there any anything else that we haven't spoke about? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna revert back to Valencia. There's one vital um, uh, piece of news that we forgot to mention. Now do you know what yes. it is? The world I do know, a fast record time. for Valencia was broken, wasn't it? It was indeed. Twenty six forty was it? Twenty six thirty eight. Twenty six thirty eight. That's right. Um, which wow, that's uh, I, I think this was this was uh, I think he was making yeah he was giving big licks that he was going for this record, um, and that's that's improved the mark that was set uh, back in 2010. And I don't know how much by, but uh, I tell you what, like his uh, did you see his splits? I didn't know. His I first, didn't see them. His first 5k was 13.24, and the second 5k was 13.14. So, oh my god! That's crazy, eh? So the the world record did go to Uganda's Joshua Cheptegei. Um, so he took six seconds off the world record. Um, that was set by, yeah, Leonard Coleman in 2010, as I said. Um, reading this off of the Athletics Weekly um, news. So yeah, pretty impressive time that I tell you. Um, absolutely. I mean, he, he I, won the race by, uh, you know, the second place was 28 uh, 19. Oof. So it's uh, a big, big, uh, a big, a big win there. Now I tell you what, going into 
this is it transitioning well into other fast 10Ks and, and on the on the scene, Tom. Now, you know mm-hmm. what we have to do next year? What? The Percy Pood 10K. We do have to do the Percy Pood 10K. But, Add that to the list of TRS must-dos. Now, now, every time I see this, Ailish does this race every year, it, it seems. And... Um, mm-hmm. And and it just it's just a funny name for a race, isn't it? You know, such a serious race like Ailish is doing, and she's doing a a wee a cheeky little Percy Pood 10k. Is it, and and is it called? I think it's called that because of the fest the festivities. I, would I imagine. imagine. I imagine so. Yeah. I yeah. think So. Um. So yeah. So she had a great run, didn't she? Incredible. So PB at 31.46. That's right. Which is really good. And I'm I is that a Scottish record? Uh, I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is a, a Scottish record. Um, let, me, let me have a wee look. I had the Scottish. I had the rankings on earlier because I was looking at where Steph Davis sat in the in the uh, in the rankings. So for Scotland at 10k, yes, it is. It's our own record, 31.46 now. So Steph Twell sits behind her at 31.55, and Beth Potter 32.03. Oh no, sorry, that's that's not all time. Silly me. All time, it is. I think it might be her mum. Yeah, it is her mum. 30, of course. 30, 39, Liz McCoggan. Or Liz Nuttall she was back then. So That's there right. Um, another fantastic Scottish performance is uh, Sarah Inglis, who's been running exceptional um, at the moment in the last few years, uh, was doing the Canadian Cross Country Championships on Saturday. And uh, yeah, she got a, she got a second, second in, in the race. Um, because she's not Canadian, she doesn't qualify for the silver medal. But uh, nonetheless, a, a fantastic race run from her. Um, only nine seconds behind the Canadian internationalist and defending champion uh, Genevieve Lalonde, uh, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, Max McNeil was also running the same race uh, and uh, in the same competition, and he came 13th overall in, in that race too. So uh, yeah, great run from Max too. Nice, very nice. I think that's uh, that was the only set of results that we can really find. I'm not aware of much else going on this uh, last weekend. Sorry, and I think that's because everyone's sharpening their spikes at home for the district champs this weekend. I think so. Not everyone, Tom, but uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure many of the listeners are, and uh, you know, you'll be listening in your your uh, you know in your travels to the to the event on Saturday. I hope and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. So, do you want to um, do you want to chat about the who's racing? Let's do that. Let's very quickly rattle through so that. We've we'll got... do that quickly, and then we'll we'll crack on to the, you know the the main man, Derek Ray, Paralympian, uh, for part two of the show. So, um, so Tom, we're both not running, so uh, you've you've got you you've got your you know obviously you've got your work cut out there. Um, We've got a uh, male side. Who have we got for the males? Running? So if if we start with the East Champs, the I mean, there's the usual the usual strengths are there. I think Christopher looked really good. When you look at their team, and you've got guys like Mike Crawley, um, Dougie Selman, Tom Martin, Cal McKenzie. You know, that's I think that's there's a I can't quite recall them all going through the list, but they've got they've got a strong six from what I've seen. I think you've got to look, you've got to think they'll they'll go well. Central don't I mean Central have got real firepower at the front. I'm not sure if they're how well they go six deep, but I mean 
of course, Ali Hayes on the list, Jamie Crow's on the list, um, and then after, you might, Matt Sutherland we've talked about is on the list. Uh, Ross Houston, he's he's down, which is good. So that's four. Uh, Dale Colley, five. I'm not sure what shape he's in at the minute. Um, and then you've got guys like Scott Bremner, and you know I'm, I'm I don't really look at that them and say they've got a really strong. They have a strong six, but I'm not quite sure it's stronger than Christophen. Um, I tell you, they're going to see if they're listening to this. They're going to be raging at you at, at you at the moment. They'll be they'll be all fired up, well, ready, they, to, ready to rock and roll and beat the Castorfins. They can fill their boots and let's see if they do it. That'd be fantastic. They'll get they'll they'll get a massive name check next week for it. Um, <laughs> Dundee Hawks who are hosting, they don't. They're I'm looking at that. You've got guys like James Donald on there, um, but again, I don't see a six. Edinburgh AC have got a pretty big number going down. They'll be they'll be in the mix. Aberdeen don't have as strong a six as I would have thought. And I know I say this every year, but I think I think Metro have got I think we've got a strong six, you know, and we'll be in the mix, you know, guys, Cameron Strachan, Hamish Battle, Ben Ward, Chris Richardson, Tom Doney, you know, there's um I think there's a strong six in there somewhere, so we'll see how we go. And and yeah, I mean What about the should... Fifers? There's uh are, are we are we looking at the Fifers? Well, the problem is Dell's obviously not running. So within the five team, you've got um, you've got who have you got? I've got the list here. So Derek Ray's on the start list, but we know he's not running. Lewis Rogers, who who had a good run at something recently. Remember, we gave him a shout out recently. I can't remember what it was for, but he's he ran well. Uh, you know, I don't. You don't see what's his name? What's the boy name? Wood. Kevin Wood. Kevin Wood. He's not down unless he's, he's not. Is he? No. He's not down. So I don't think Fife have that sort of strength. So my call would be, from a team perspective, Christophen, Central, Kiss of Death, Metro Aberdeen. Oh, look at that. Well, I'm going to go uh, Central, Christophen, and uh, Metro. Nice. Nice. For uh, the win, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't guess for the win. I, I think it'll be someone like, I think Jamie Crow is not a bad shout. Uh, is Andy Butcher running? Andy running? It's not not, not down, is he? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a Alistair Hayes on. I'm gonna go for Ali. Ali Hay. Nice. Could be his course. Could be his day. So on the ladies' side for East anyway, um, we've got again being back at Metro. We have a pretty solid team. I think Fife have got Fife have got good numbers. You've got people, Megan Crawford's in there. Jennifer Crookshanks in there. Um, who else is in there? Annabelle Simpson, of course. I think Annabelle Simpson probably goes in this as favourite, to be honest, for the the race. Um, there's no Jenny Selman, unfortunately. Uh, obviously, we saw her make running Scotland vest recently, which was cool. Uh, Edinburgh University Hare and Hounds, you know, are always in the mix with a few names there, but no big hitters like Mary McLennan anymore. Um, HBT, you know, Jill Stephen, Jill's running pretty well at the moment. Um, Georgia Tindley, I think, is a former. Uh, here and Hounds so again they've got there's a few names in, the, in their list so I think oh, it could be it's too tough to call I would say Enemy and Here and Hounds Fife Metro Metro Fife flip that Enemy Uni Hounds Fife and Metro nice and I think it's Annabelle Simpson for the win like it like it so uh, we have the the West District Cross Country Champs, we have that. Um, so yeah, we've got Campus Lang are always strong. We have uh, Inverclyde, 
So I think, you know, we've acquired the Andy Douglas is running. Uh, who else is in? Uh, yeah, Andy Douglas, Kilbarkin. So we've got a few. Ryan Thompson, I think he's running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so we've got... Uh, Fraser, Fraser Stewart, is he? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm bringing up the West District. I had North, I'm bringing West up as we speak. Yeah. Um, Shelston, obviously, they've got a big, a big squad going down. So I think in terms of prizes, they're very, you know, uh, lots of depth in in the the Shettleston team. Is Adam uh, Craig running? I'm not sure if he is. I don't see his name. Anyway, um, I tell you who is running. Uh, we have. God, where the hell is he going? Guys, it's just looking at a big set of results. Lachlan Notes. Lachlan Notes is running oh, with Tom, Tom Owens as well. UTM. Tom Owens? Yeah, wow. Jeff, Jeffrey Lennox, Paul Sorry, the guy who uh, famously missed the, the the short course champs last year. <laughs> so, yeah, fingers crossed he makes it in time. What a hero. Bella Houston have got a big uh, a big squad going. They have, is Page it? one. That's, that's uh, the your likes of your Jack Arnolds and your... Uh, Miguel Delgado Salero, all these guys. Darren McQuaid. Big Darren McQuaid, yep, yep. Big Good Dazza. stuff. Um, yeah, that's there's some. I can't slang you right. I see that is a strong line up there. Ben Huckins in a can slang vest, yeah. Yeah, uh, Craig Ruddy. He's also running. Don't know what mm. sort of shape he's he's in, but um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how he gets on too. Absolutely. So I'm as I'm very quickly looking through this. List, I think you're probably. Do you know? What? I think someone like. I think you might get a lack of notes. You know that he's Lachlan seems to have that ability to just put in a big run at these sort of championship races. I think. I mean, Lachlan or Andy Douglas. I don't know what shape Andy's in, but yeah, my money's on them too. Anyway, at the podium and in the race anyway. So, so yeah, so that'll be interesting. So what about in the. The female side, we have um, in the west side, Bella Houston, big, big, uh, big group there. Nicola Hood's running as well, yeah. uh, so I think she'll she'll do pretty well, hopefully. Uh, East Kilbride, Garsky, have always got a big team. Um, Giffnook North. I don't see Kate, I don't see Katie White in there. That would have been someone I, I would have looked towards in the on the west side. Um, Shettleston, you've probably got. I mean, you've got the likes of Avril Mason. Uh, is Kaylee Jarrett in there? Yeah, Kaylee's in there too. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Sanderson, Springburn Harriers, so up usually up there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else do we have? VP Glasgow. Uh, anyone of note there? I noticed no. there's no. Um, also, I'm reading a name there. We totally, uh, we totally forgot the women's side in the east. Morag Miller, despite being now what probably 16 weeks pregnant, <laughs> has proven she's oh, still sh- likely to be a threat. <laughs> She's uh is she, she will she be taking it on though? She's on the list. Aye, okay. Oh good stuff. We'll see and what after happens. That run the yeah. Um I noticed there's no on the women's side in the West, there's no um uh Fanula Ross. Nope. I would have, I didn't I would see have that either, yeah. you know she's always a, a name to look out for. Uh Kerry McCangus, I'm gonna I think she'll be there there or thereabouts. She's been running well this season. I see Erin Wallace is in the under-20 uh, field, so I, I don't think that, that'll count for her. But, um, mm. yeah. Oh, well, we'll see what happens then, yeah. Absolutely. And then la- just to finish on the north, I had a very quick skim to the results, and the one of the standout names uh, certainly was Rob Sinclair. 
Yeah. Uh, is Kenny Wilson running? He is. Uh, Kenneth Wilson is running. Kenneth so, Wilson, eh? So I would put money on Kenneth for the win. Um, that's a strong... Those guys have got a strong team. You know, Ewan, Ewan Davidson, James Wilson as well. That's that's pretty solid. I think my Roadrunners, um, the Highland Hill Runners have got a good team these days as well. So it'd be... Yeah. Yeah, good to see. Interesting to see who, who comes uh, top there in terms of... In uh, Inverness... Aye. Again, they've also got a, a, a always got a strong team too. Graham B's running. Uh, we have John Newsom, Mike Mike O'Donnell's running too. Donny uh, McDonny. Donny McDonny's there. Like that's a, a you know I think a strong um, team. Yeah. Finlay McLennan's also a decent runner. Uh, Craig Campbell, I think he's also pretty pretty shifty too. So. Uh, shifty. <laughs> not judging his character here, mate. Shifty. How how he is as a runner. Shifty. Shifty. Is that not a saying? No. I think he, I think pretty he, shifty, he, mate. If he's pretty shifty, would suggest he's a, <laughs> he's got a, a suspect uh, character. <laughs> I tell you, who's uh, on the list? Ross Gollan. but he's uh, oh, I don't yeah. know I don't know how this works, but he's down for for being in the Shettleston Harriers, although he's running for the he's in the North team, the the North uh, Championship. So so I don't know how that works, but maybe he's running for Ross County. Who knows? But uh, yeah, if Ross is running, then I'm sure you'll you'll do pretty well too, eh? Indeed, and then finally, women's side on the on the North Champs. Uh, I'll be honest; these are names I'm not so familiar with. The, I mean, Gemma Cormack. That's uh, Gemma has been running quite well the last few years. Uh, last year, sorry. Um, who else have we got there? Anyway, Kylie Marwick. Marwick, she's pretty pretty shifty mm-hmm. too. Uh, Karen Bryan's. Uh, yeah. Excuse uh, me, so anyway, that's uh, Moira Davy, of course, for us. I mean, there's a few solid runners in there. I mean, I would suggest uh, re- listeners have a look at the start list themselves as they're heading up. But all of them shaping up to be um, some good races across the districts. Yeah, absolutely. I would say say so as well. We, I think Charlotte Black as well, Ultra Shetlander too. So she'll, she'll be running and I'm sure she'll be in the mix too. There we right. go. Right, well, with the district champs coming up this weekend, one man who's not running, but we spoke to him last week, and here is part two, is Derek Ray. Before we talk about Tokyo, I'm really interested to hear about your experience in Japan uh, this year. Yeah. What about Rio? Because I know, so Rio must have been, you know, um, if we talk about, so it was a a DNF, but what was that as an experience... I guess the highs and the lows of that whole thing of going to the, you know, going to the Paralympics. I mean, that it was it was incredible to see on TV. It was a great celebration of running, and you know, what was it like being out there? Oh, honestly, Tom, it was it was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> every day that I was in the, the the Paralympic Village, I was just standing there thinking, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> nice. I, I, I remember. I was working at the time, so I remember getting the phone call from my head coach, um, Paula Dunn, to tell me that I had been selected. Although I ran, I was well under the qualifying time, so I ran, uh, I know I'm going to try and get the time right here, I think I ran London 2016 and 237, is that right? Uh, 237.28. Is that 237.2016? Aye, that's right. So the, the, I think the qualifying time set by the IPC was 2.45. But para sports is really quite 
um, I wouldn't say cutthroat, but it doesn't matter how well, how far under the qualified time of standards that you are, it's your likelihood of meddling in your world ranking position. Okay. So although I ran well, it was never a guarantee that I was going to be selected. I remember it was a, a Monday towards the end of July. Um, I was working at the time, and I was I knew that the, the, the day of selection was that day, um, and I was I was just waiting for a phone call either way to say as a yes or a no. And I was on edge the whole day, and then about half past four, I felt my phone vibrating in my pocket, and I thought, bingo, this is it. It was one of my mates, and I was, <laughs> I was devastated. So I didn't even answer the call, I just cut him off. So I walked home from work, um, came to my life, thinking, well, I phoned Susan, and I said, it's not looking very good now, because the selection was today. They'll be giving all the good news first, and then they'll be making all the the harder phone calls to the unsuccessful athletes. So I went home, went out for my Monday phallic session, and I and I hammered myself just that way. I don't know why. I just I thought I'm going to make myself suffer because I've not I've not made the team. And then I was in the garage, well, at Washington in the garage. I was in the garage getting changed, and Susan came running to the front door, shouting, "That's Paula phoning you, Dell. That's Paula on the phone." So as calm as cucumber, I said, look, um, I'll get changed, I'll come in. And she left a voicemail and to say that I'd, I'd been selected. Oh, wow. And, and that's, a, that's a feeling I would never forget. And Susan and I were linked arms, we were dancing in the living room, we were jumping, <laughs> we were shouting. Um, and to go and break the news to Susan's mum and dad and then my parents um, wow. was super exciting and it's a feeling I'll never forget. And off the back of that, the kind messages and positive comments I was getting from runners and members of the public in Kirkcaldy um, oh, they were cool. all acknowledging me and congratulating me then to go to go to Rio to be a, to, to now be a Paralympian that's, no one ever, will ever take that away from me um, it's probably one of the best experiences I've had I think in my athletics career but it just it went from being it went from being sky high to feeling like I was rock bottom again. Um, post post race, I went back to feelings I had post accident. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to speak to people about it. Um, I, I see myself as a failure. Um, but looking back on it now, um, I would never say my accident been the best thing that's happened to me. But if someone gave me the opportunity to go back to the days before the accident. I would never take it because I love the life I've now got. I'm I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to be the person or the way I look now. And I've went some amazing places in the world. I've met some amazing people. Like this, for instance, I'm I'm in training in Tenerife for a month and speaking to you, recording a podcast interview. <laughs> I would never have thought this um, eight, nine, ten years ago. So um, I learned. I've learned a lot from the accident and I've also learned a lot from, from what happened in Rio um, so I I, I I believe that I went to Rio in probably the best shape physically I've ever been in um, just physiologically I was not prepared for, for the conditions that the race threw at me um, I'd done a block of warm weather training in Lanzarote and I think naively I thought that would be enough and um, 
the suggestion that was spoken about going into to a heat chamber, but at that point, before you go to what's going to be the biggest race of your career, it's a huge gamble to start changing things and, yeah. and doing things differently. Because if I went to Rio, having went in the chamber and it didn't go well, would I have then blamed it on the chamber work? So I was, we didn't have enough time. I got a phone call at the end of July and I flew to Rio and at the end of August. So it was really, really, it was a really quick turnaround. Although I prepared as if I was going, I didn't get confirmation until until I say the in July. So the race, the race started off um, not at an overly quick pace. Susan and and my father-in-law, Susan's dad, were, were in Rio. Um, I got them tickets for the grandstand, and they knew before I did. They knew before when they walked up the hotel front door, this is going to be, this is going to be a tough race for for Dell. Um, because I was, it was the last race of the of the Paralympics. It was the last day. It was the morning of the closing ceremony. So I'd waited. I was thinking I was in Rio for ten, twelve days. I'd waited days and days for this race to happen. Other guys were finishing their events and starting to can you wind down a bit. Why was always um, can you on edge waiting for the race to happen? The morning of the race, it was ridiculously warm. Um, I went down to get my kit checked at six in the morning, and before the sun was up, it was like twenty-eight degrees. Oh god! Um, as I say, Susan and her dad they met me before I went to the to the changing zone, and they they knew straight away that it was going to be a a, a tough race. The race started off. Uh, I was just the front bunch. It was a, a five-mile lap lap course, so. We done five laps um, because the first lap was a had a little extension to make up for the the um, just over a mile. Um, I went on the first lap in the in the group, and I knew from mile nine or mile ten that I, I wouldn't finish that race. Um, I just I was just cooking from the inside out. The mm-hmm. the conditions, the race conditions on 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 the race were it was thirty five degrees and 90% humidity. So I don't think anybody can prepare for that. Um, the guys were all, I was the last one to withdraw. The, the, I think it was 12 started the race and there was only five finished. Um, they were all, everybody's just kind of dropping like flies. And because I was naive, um, I thought I could handle those conditions and I went out and I didn't run hard, but I, I ran too hard for those conditions and, and, and the as I say, I wasn't prepared for physiological. I wasn't in shape to, to run in that. And I now know what changes to make. And I've got a great support team behind me through through Sports Scotland and, and the physiologist through them, Kian. Um, we've got a, a great strategy in place, and then we're already starting to make the the preparations for Tokyo next year if, if I get selected. That um, I mean, yeah. Talk about a roller coaster. I mean, you've got you've got my hairs on the back of my neck up with the story of hearing about the of <laughs> of going there. I mean, and then yeah, that's that is to go and um race your life and know the conditions are difficult. That that can't be easy. Um, the for so for Tokyo then the prep I guess has already started. We saw you out running uh, that half uh, and winning it in in Japan this this summer what you mentioned how, how surreal that was I mean it was it was great to see see on the Scottish Athletics headlines and with that with that win what was that like and I guess obviously that's part of the the the, the prep 
Yeah, well, it was all kind of came off the back of of the time the time in London. I'm in a quite a, a strong position now, so your selection for for next year really they give you a qualifying time, or um, if you're ranked within a certain position in the world. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm under the qualifying time and within the the parameters of the of the world rankings. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know politics from until it's in black and white that I'm going on that plane. You can never rest on your laurels. So post London, um, my head coach Paula had suggested. Susan and I had already thought about um, the, the the possibility of going over to Japan to to race and to feel the conditions firsthand. I I've got a really good contact. He's uh, ex really successful Paralympian, visually impaired guy, um, No Satcha. Okay. He he's married to a Japanese lady and speaks fluent Japanese, so he knows a massive massive help. And I was already discussing this before. Well, I suggested that post London, the, the possibility, excuse me, the possibility of going out to Japan to race. So I found a half marathon in Tachikawa, which is 30 to 40 minutes west of Tokyo or central Tokyo in the train. It's still classed as, as Tokyo, but it was just like a, an outside kind of suburb. Um, stayed there and raced a half marathon there. Um, so it was great to see to see and, and feel the conditions firsthand, and obviously it was I didn't expect to go there and, and to come away with the win. Um, <laughs> but I, I ran well, I ran strong, and I think I'd done a lot of heat and humidity acclimation work in the heat chamber at Napier University with Kian. So I went out prepared for those conditions, and it just again that just kind of builds and, and boosts your confidence, knowing that you that you put in the hard work and then you can reap in the rewards and the benefits what were, what were other conditions like then when you were out there this year they, we arrived I think we arrived on the Sunday the Monday Tuesday it was really really sunny warm and humid a couple of days at the back of that the humidity dropped quite a lot but it was quite still quite bright for the race it was quite cloudy and, and overcast but you were uh, aware that it was really really still quite humid um, and, I, and again um, the half marathon in, in Tachikawa was, a, was a, another lapped course so we, Susan I think we done four or five laps um, and Susan said like after every lap you were obviously you were getting you were getting wetter and wetter um, so I was working hard and I was unaware of how how humid it was, um, just because you're focusing so much on the on the race, and then I was I was making sure my heart rate was at a, at a, a decent level, and I felt in control the whole way around. Um, and again, it's it's a great a great confidence booster going into into the rest of the preparation for next year. It's uh, it certainly is. With next, so we're talking about next year. We start thinking of looking ahead. I mean, one one thing I think is is great at the moment with you look towards Rio, uh, sorry, with uh, towards Tokyo next year, and from a sort of in athletics in Scotland perspective, it's such a it's such a great bunch at the moment uh, in terms of performance. What is it like to be part of 
part of that. I mean, everyone talks about oh, Scottish likes great place, great athletes. I mean, you're part of that. You are one of these guys who is delivering. What what's that like? What do you get out of that in terms of a um, sort of kick? Before I answer that, I've got I, I genuinely do have to say thanks for for those kind words because they really do they do mean a lot. Um, and it's not something I it's not until you're made aware of it you, that uh, you do realise I think we've got we've got a point there it gives me a, an immense sense of pride and it's it really is an honour to to be where I am doing what I'm doing and then representing Scottish athletics and Scottish disability sports on a a national and a, and a global level Um and, and as I said earlier on, Tom, it's, it's, there's no room for complacency. So the, 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 the faster you want to run, the harder you've got to work in it. And if you're prepared to put the work in, then, then you get the results. Um, looking back, like you said at, at the start of the conversation here, five, six years ago, I was a 35-minute 10K runner, um, over three hours for a marathon. So... Uh, if anybody can take anything away from this interview, that's that good things can happen through through hard work, and no one's ever going to hand it to you on a plate. You've got to be prepared to put everything on the line, um, and I I'm just like really really lucky that I've had amazing support to get to me, to get me to where I am now, um, and and at the forefront of that is as my wife Susan sees. She's by far committed as much as I have um, to allow me to to put me through the kitchen sink at this. So, like, I, I gave my work up in 2016. Um, I've been training full time for uh, just three years now. Okay. Um, and and I, and I would never be where I am if I didn't have that support network and Susan. And that that motivates me and, and inspires me every single day. If there's ever I, I don't have them often, but if there's ever a day. I could pull a count on one hand the times throughout the year, I think. I, I really can't be bothered tuning today or tonight. If there's anything that gets me out that door and, and makes me lace my shoes up, it's known that Susan's Susan's by me every step of the way. And like everybody else in my support team, that's club mates, that's my coach, the, the guys at Sports Scotland, the SSC coaches, physio, physiologists, nutritionists, they're all... We're all in this boat together, and, and I just see myself as a link in the chain, uh, and, that, and that chain is moving at a nice, a nice rate at the minute, um, and I really can't see that stopping anytime soon. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, inspirational, mate. I mean, the one thing I do like as well, uh, I think Susan needs to take credit. The number of miles she must put on the bike, mate. Judging by uh, your Instagram, uh, that's a hell of a deal. Keeping up with you, that's not easy. I keep telling her it's time together, but um, she's not buying that. She's not buying that, and now um, that was fine for the first few weeks. It's good. It's a good way to spend time together, but she's um, would rather have a, a lion on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so luckily for her this year, I'm not running London, so she won't have um, any long runs to, to oh, keep me to assist me or to keep me company with. So um, it'd be quite strange this year not doing any marathon prep through like. February, March, and April. Um, obviously, I'm running Dubai, so I need to have a, a couple of easy, easy months before I, before it all starts up again for Tokyo. But yeah, I think we're well, going by you and Fiona are really successful in, in athletics, and I'm, I'm imagining that you have you support each other through thick and thin, and to have that 
that support there it really helps when when times get really tough. Absolutely, that makes it, it makes what we do a bit easier. Um, knowing that, that that supports there, and um, yeah, uh, forever grateful for everybody that does help and does support. But but Susan's the, at, at the forefront of that. You're giving back. You're you're inspiring the, the rest of us, mate. So looking uh, forward. Well, so let's, let's we'll look back and look forward. So what biggest biggest highlight today? Career-wise, um, it has to be. Can I give you two answers for that? <laughs> of course you can. Then, well, sorry, I'll give you three. The biggest highlight for me is <laughs> being selected for Rio. Um, okay. That's on a yeah non-performance basis. I've been selected for Rio. Um, on a performance basis, it was the. The marathon in 2017. Um, I had a, a lot of stuff to deal with um, psychologically after what happened in Rio, um, and then the way I ran in London uh, in 2017, I, I came away with bronze in the the IPC World Cup. Um, so that 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 proved to me that I was still still kind of had it, and I was still a fighter. Um, and if there's ever any, not that there was, but if there's ever any doubters that thought I wouldn't come back from what happened in Rio, then it hopefully would be showing them as well. Nice. And then London this year, um, I had prepared exceptionally, exceptionally well. Um, knew I was in shape to run really, really well. I wasn't quite expecting to run so low in the 27s. I, would, I thought I would be high. 27s, low 28s, um, but yeah, I prepared like I have for every marathon. I prepared really, really well. I'm, I'm thorough with my training, um, and and I and again, I'm, I'm relating this. I'm putting this all back on you, but because you're an ex- experienced marathoner, the more you do it, Tom, the more you you learn about yourself, and you can take that on to the following year. Absolutely. Um, and the, the way London went this year, I was. It's been the first time I've run London. And slept exceptionally well the night before, and then I woke up in the morning of the race, and my first thought wasn't the race because I was quite relaxed about it all. And mm-hmm. um, I went to the race. I went to the hotel that we and the team hotel. We get bus to the start, so we go up the marathon because the roads are all closed, and that kind of gives you butterflies and goosebumps. But okay. I just sat in the bus and, and listened to some music. Um, kind of got myself pumped up and in the zone. Warm up went well. Um, again, I'm going off on a complete tangent here. Um, <laughs> my warm up went well, and then, but the, the most powerful thing for me on on the day of the race was within the first seventy to eighty meters. I knew then, this is it. We're on it. Um, I, I don't know why. I just something inside just said, "This today's the day. Today's the day that you're going to run well and achieve what you want to achieve." And and it all everything just kind of fell into place, and and that's not through luck, yeah, that's just through through hard work, and then and being determined and putting everything on the line, um, and then by doing that, you're kind of being more luck. One thing actually, when I think about you talking about London, it makes uh, makes me think about something I was meaning to ask you is, obviously you're now running out front, so you're not in you know punters like me. I'm used to running in thousands of people, so you know even at two thirty, there's 
hundreds of people around me. So, for, but for you, you're out there, and I mean, you mentioned that Rio fields are twelve. You know, that's these are not yeah. massive fields. That must be bizarre. And the reason it makes me think of that is I remember in um, I think it was 2018. That was the hot year, right, in London. Twenty last. Yeah, yeah, I, that's last right. Year, it was extremely warm. That was really uh, warm. And I remember I was coming down. Where was it? I anyway, you were on. It was you know the section between um, Tower Bridge and um canary wharf you were coming back along and i was going i was just coming out of, i'm sure that's, that's right. where i saw that's you right. uh, so what's that like then running out on your own like that that's the out and back section where i'm i'm hitting 20 miles i think and that's you just right hit, you just passed halfway that's right that yeah right? that's exactly right and you i mean that must be yeah, yeah, yeah. that must be strange to go into a major marathon but essentially running in a very small field it's something i've gotten used to now tom okay um, the first year Luckily for for the my classification, we start the race at the same time as the vision impaired guys, so okay. there is that extended number on on the start line. So um, there's only usually about I say between ten and thirteen of the T forty six runners. Then you've got the T twelve, no sorry, the T elevens, the T thirteens, which is mm-hmm. the vision impaired. And um, I can maybe get this wrong here, but I'm sure the T elevens don't have a guide and the T13s do have a guide okay. and the guides change at halfway which is very very impressive when you oh, see, wow. I didn't when you see that. that firsthand even even the guides going to get the water from the water stations how they do that and, and the trust the runners have in the guide is amazing but anyway again I'm going off um, so the, the race starts there's probably maybe around 50 of us in the start line but that spreads out really quite quickly uh, the first year, it was a huge shock to the system. Um, but going year on year, I, I now know there's a risk that, or a, a chance that I could be on my own. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, I ran with a Spanish guy, I think, up to seven miles. Um, and then he, he fell off and I ran the whole way alone. Um, and then this year, I ran with a group the same almost to the, the point where I, I seen you it was like 17 miles and then there was a the group started to turn out a bit but there was, a, there was myself and another T, T46 athlete um, and I knew we were second and third and he fell away and, and I just steamrolled into the to the finish and there was never at any point that I feel like I'm, I'm starting to struggle here um, and we can go we can run a marathon and not hit a wall uh, and run as consistently as, as I as I as I feel I ran, then I suppose that, that that really helped having a group to run with. Mm-hmm. I was in a, as, as I said to you, I was in strong, really good shape physically and psychologically that nothing would have stopped me on that day on on the London this year. That's nice. Looking forward then. So what's the uh, what what what's what are the future goals for Delray? Um, but obviously, I've, I've got Dubai coming up at the the end of January, so it's going to have a, a decent run there. Um, to begin with, it was a, a, a race that was suggested to me by British Athletics just to keep me kicking over, to give me that experience of training or racing abroad again, but also to get the added experience of coming straight off the back of altitude mm-hmm. to, to, when your hemoglobin levels are, are through the roof to go into race then. So the the forefront at the minute the, the focus is on Dubai, but then the big one, 
you, you can't take your eyes off of Tokyo. Um, and I, I don't want to go to Tokyo now and just be just be a number. I don't want to make up the numbers. Oh, um, yes. I want to be a competitor, and, and I believe I've got the, the strength physically and mentally and, and the team behind me to, to put myself in that position. So, um, yeah, preparation will be key for for Tokyo, but yeah, it's, it's to go there and, and potentially come back come back with a medal oh. would be would be ideal. Love it, mate. I tell you what, for so as obviously as a big athletics fan, I'm, I can't wait for Tokyo. But I've got it'll be there'll be a, you know there's always there'll be a time difference. There'll be certain things I'll be getting up for if, if they're middle yeah. of the night, and it'll be it'll be the likes of Hawkins in the marathon, hopefully Butcher yeah. in the five, Laura Muir in the in the fifteen. Lindsay, hopefully in the in the eight, Chris O'Hare, Gurley, White, all these boys in the in the mile, and you in the marathon. That's the yeah. so you that's that's where you're at. You'll have the you'll have a nation behind you, let alone the kingdom of five behind you, getting up in the middle of the night yeah. to watch it. Super. I think that, that again again Tom, that, that's the good thing about running. It's we're all regardless of pace, gender, size, whatever. We're all like minded. Our, our ambition is always to be to be better than we were yesterday. Um, so uh, regardless if you run a marathon or a, take a part run for instance if you run part run in 50 minutes or 35 minutes we all, all go to the part run for the same reason so we're all like minded so to have that support through the running community it's uh, really really quite special and um, I'm always grateful for that and someone giving you someone's kind words on a Saturday morning could really make your day and, and to make your week and it can motivate you to, to, to go out the following day or to go out later that night and, and again to try and be better than you were yesterday and that, that's that's sometimes all the motivation you need so I love the support I love the that's one thing I love about the whole running community is, is we're all in it together we, we I'm sure we've had battles on, on, on the on the roads over the years uh, and yeah. never whether you win you finish in front of me or I finish in front of you as soon as we finish, um, it's a, usually a well done, give each other a high five and a hug, and then Absolutely. look forward to the next one. And that, that's, there's no other sports like that. There's no other sports you can knock lumps out of each other for over an hour, two and a half hours, and then be thrilled to bits with each other when you, when you both finish it. That's, that's what makes running special for me, and that, that's, what, that's why I keep on doing it and want to be the best I can be. Absolutely. Uh, I mean... Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And on your previous point, that the this uh, the the medal ambition, absolutely love it. Right, so before we before we let you go, uh, Dell, um, we're gonna take you through some fart like questions, if that's alright. Of course, mate. Yes, by right. the way. So, right, let's go. So, favorite distance. Oh, it has to be the marathon. <laughs> oh yes, love it. Pre-race meal. Um, two quite large pancakes with. Bar and Jam. Interesting. Favourite movie? Mm-hmm. Good Will Hunting. I've seen it 50, 60 times. Nice. Another first in the show. Favourite race? Favourite what? Race. Race. Um, London Marathon. It's been so good over the years. Rest day or recovery run? Recovery run. All day long. Callum or Derek Hawkins? Oh, <laughs> I can't answer that. Um, them both because they're they're both exceptional nice guys and very very talented athletes. Well, we'll say Robert then. Favorite session? Yeah. Um, if you ask, you can ask this question to any one of the guys from my tuning group and they'd answer this for me. 
eight times one mile at Martin pace of a minute recovery. Oof, nice, I like it. Love it. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Um, I do both, so I'll go <laughs> morning shuffle because that's usually longer. Pre-race music? Old school house dance music. Love oh, it. Okay, nice. Yeah. Running hero? Um, Carl Hawkins. After after seeing him, his performance at, at Dubai, after how he bounced back off the, um, off the disappointment of the Gold Coast and sharing stories, seeing him train and getting to know him personally. Um, a top bloke, a really, really um, talented athlete. And yeah, so Carl Hawkins would be, would be that one. That's cool. Um, favourite shoe? Shoe would be the Pegasus, and the racing shoe would be the next percent. So I'll go Pegasus because that's the one I'm never out. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm a Pegasus man myself as well. Uh, dream run partner? You could run with one person. Who would it be? Dead or alive? Oh, Elliot Kipchoge, because he's my hero. Um, okay. One of my heroes, anyways. I'm forever watching things on YouTube, and um, I could listen to him all day. And I, I was lucky enough to meet him meet him at London um, and a, a nicer guy you wouldn't meet he really is the person that you would expect to see if you see him on TV and he's so humble and thankful and um, that is the person you get in real life as well nice I like it um, Anster Hades or Fife AC uh, Fife AC has to be <laughs> and last one favourite place to run the um, Flagstaff was pretty amazing, but the, the trails in Kenya um, are are something else. And so the people that you see, so yeah, I'm going with Kenya. Good answer, Del. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been brilliant to get get you on. I'm I'm really looking forward to sharing this with the listeners. And actually, I'm really hoping we can um, we can get you back on maybe next uh, next year ahead of London ahead of Tokyo. Sorry, yeah. get some chat about it. Yeah, no worries. Um, and like I said, thanks for giving me the the your time and the, the opportunity to talk on the podcast and to promote the exposure of, of para sports at, at the Philip Price so thanks for giving me the, that opportunity Not and then a message to yourself and Kyle just keep up the good work the, the podcast <laughs> is great and being here um, I've listened to a lot of the previous episodes and the, the, uh, they're all good so yeah, keep up oh nice one thanks mate well, anyway, well good firstly good luck uh, in Dubai and uh yeah, all the best for the training for that. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you soon then. Cool, thanks, Tom. Good stuff. Cheers, best, Del. Mate. Thank you. Bye. Fantastic. So again, I haven't listened to part two, Tom, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to to hearing all about uh, the, the second half of the, the interview. So thanks again, Derek, for coming on the show. And yeah, good luck with your training and good luck with Dubai Marathon next early next year. Very exciting. Look forward to getting Dell back on to to hear about that. Very popular interview. So Kyle, it's that time of the week. TRS Runner of the Week. There's only gonna. Do you know? There's only one TRS Runner of the Week for me. Now, and it has to go to one person, Steph Davis. I agree. I I, I don't know if there's anyone else. I you know who has achieved what she's achieved, getting a, a Scot another Scottish lady on on the marathon. Um, you know, mixing it up in terms of Olympic standards 
Uh, fantastic result. Five minutes off our PB to get 227. So, yeah. TRS run of the week for, for me, for TRS is Steph Davis. And uh, if anyone can can let her know she's a TRS runner of the week, that would be uh, <laughs> much appreciated. Now, talking about TRS runners of the week, we had Megan Keith, who uh, who got her last year. Uh, sorry, last week. Last week, yeah. And I didn't realise. I actually know I know her dad. Alec Keith. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, okay. uh, he's a hill runner. Um, oh, okay. And I've known him since I was a, a, wee, a wee kid. And I'm, I, I actually remember seeing them as babies, you know? So... <laughs> Maybe not babies, but young yeah. children. I kids, and, yeah. Uh, and, and there she is, a star in the making, right, right there, uh, in, uh, right underneath my eyes, and never even knew some, she was there. It was probably something you said to her all those years ago that, that inspired her. Right, words of wisdom coming from uh, Kyle Gregg, yeah. Nice. That's, uh, <laughs> so, that's uh, nice. I see she's coached by Ross Cairns. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so I never loved the show too. Yeah, um, yeah shout out to so Ross. No, he did a great job, obviously. Yes, he is, he is that. So yeah, a talented, a, certainly a talented family. Anyway, you know, Alec Keith's a decent uh, runner in his own right as well. So, um, so yeah, I was, I was mildly, uh, you know, surprised, and uh, you know, it was, a, it was, it was nice to see someone like that uh, doing so well in the in the running scene as we speak. Mm. So. Yeah. So other than that, I think we're we're all we're all dried up, and I'm gonna have to go and uh, yeah, go and keep Debbie Logan company, and um, get you better get your dinner, and I'll see you on mm-hmm. Thursday for some more uh, for some more running injury prevention. I will indeed. So listeners, yeah. if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com is our email address. On the web www.tartanrunningshorts dot com, where we have a listener page, you can post on. Facebook is at Tartan Running Shorts and Twitter is at Tartan Shorts. And as always as well, you know, in order to to get our information, real-time information, sign up to, you know, like us on Facebook, like us and follow us on Twitter, um, leave us a review as well if you like what we produce, uh, leave some five stars if, if possible and we'll, 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 uh, we'll continue to give you some good quality content. Indeed. Well, you have a good week, Kyle. I'll see you, as we said, see you Thursday bright and early. Uh, yep, 6.30 on the dot, Tom. See you good then. Stuff. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.